The readings appointed for this sermon are from the book of Genesis, chapter 9, verse 8 through 17, 1 Peter, chapter 3, verse 18 through 22, the Gospel according to Mark, chapter 1, verse 9 through 15, and Psalm 25, verse 1 through 9. God grant us serenity to accept the things that we cannot change, courage to change the things that we can, and the wisdom to know the difference in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Let's be seated. The story of the baptism of Jesus is, some, is one of the stories of Jesus that has become formative to me as an adult, some, so that has formed my adult faith in, in a way that it did not when I was younger. When I was younger, I heard the story and uh, when I was a kid, and it was like, oh, sure, Jesus got baptized, and that's great, and then he goes off and it's, he starts his, will, his, 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 his you know, uh, ministry, and I, I remember the, hearing the story of the, the, the sky cracking open and the dove coming down and God's voice, you are my son, my beloved, with you I am well pleased, and I remember thinking, of course, of, well, that this is pointing to who Jesus is, and as Christians, it's important for us to understand that Jesus is the beloved son of God, and that's all still true, but it wasn't until I grew up that I was introduced to the reality that in our baptism, what God says to Jesus is also being said to us, and you've all heard, many of you have heard this before, I've, I've preached it, others have preached it, I think it is a, an important, a foundational understanding of who we are as Christians, which is that we here in this space are beloved daughters and sons of God. You are a daughter of God. In you, God is well pleased. And you are a son of God. In you, God is well pleased. And I have heard this and I have come to believe it and it has changed the way I understand my whole relationship with God to understand that I'm not trying to become a beloved child of God. I am beloved. I am God's son. And this is a part of my core identity and is meant to be a part of all of our core identities. This has been the end, the climax of a lot of the sermons that I've preached, not just here, but in my, throughout my, my preaching career, to remind you all, to remind us all of our belovedness. Because I've always thought, you know, uh, I need to remember it, first of all. But secondly, I, you know, I'm kind of a restless person. <laughs> that wasn't meant to get a laugh, but okay. I'm kind of a relentless person, and I keep thinking, you know, um, I'm restless, and I keep thinking, you know, um, well, if I just believe in my belovedness, it'll give me some peace. If I can just find a home in my belovedness of God's loving me unconditionally, then I will maybe be a little bit less restless. Maybe I'll be a little bit more peaceful and calm, and things will get easier for me. That's my hope for me, and that's my hope for you. Then I read the text today, and you'll notice that Jesus is baptized, and he comes out of the water, and the sky cracks open, and the Holy Spirit alights upon him like a dove, and God says, this is my son, you are my son, my beloved, I am in you, you I am well pleased, and, and then, and then, right then, it says, and immediately, the Spirit drove him out into the wilderness. Well, crap. <laughs> Immediately? Like not after a little while? A little contemplation, a little rest? You are my son, the beloved, with you I am well pleased. And the Spirit immediately drove him out into the wilderness. Friends, our understanding of our belovedness is not the end of us. It, it's not the end of our story. It is the beginning of our story. 
We are not just trying to get to a place where we can believe in our belovedness and then we can finally rest. We are trying to accept our belovedness because when we accept it, we have something to care for us and guide us as we are driven out into the wilderness. You accepting that you are completely and totally beloved by God will not ease your restlessness. It will in many ways make you more restless. Your belief that God loves you will not settle your life down. It will drive you into a place of unknowing, of mystery, sometimes of confusion. I'm not sure if that feels like good news to you, but it's the truth of our lives. I remember when I was 25 years old, I was living out in Charlotte, North Carolina, and I was waiting tables, uh, which is a great way to live life. I loved waiting tables. I had fun, but I also, I knew or I believed that there was something for me and I didn't know what it was. I wasn't waiting tables because it was my calling, uh, which I believe can be for some. Uh, uh, I was waiting tables because I was trying to make a buck while I was trying to figure out who I was and what to do with myself. And I remember sitting in the backyard of the house I was renting a room in and praying. And I was in a place of, I was doing okay spiritually, and I remember having this, this recognition that, that I belong to God, that God loves me, that I love God, this is all good and religious and right. And then I prayed and said to God, but God, I'm bored. I know there's something that you've got for me. I don't know what it is. Please help me to see it. And I remember that day because it was the last time I was ever bored in the rest of my life. <laughs> Never been bored since. But I believe that it was my, my security and my belovedness. I believe that it was a recognition that God loved me and held me and had me that gave me the courage to say to God, what else? And God said, oh, I'll show you. It was not long after that that I accepted a call uh, to, move, to move towards ordination to the priesthood. I don't think that'll happen to everyone, for the record. I don't think that's everyone's deal. You can pray that prayer, and that won't happen to you necessarily at all. But it was God driving me to the next part of my life. And I look at all of the different places in my life when I have made decisions that have taken me into unknowing, and they all started not from fear, but started from a place of understanding I am beloved now what? When we understand that we are loved by God, God uses our understanding to drive us into places of insecurity and unknowing and mystery. And this is not God torturing us. This is God transforming our lives. This is God taking us to places we never could have imagined. I know this for a fact because I heard God's voice when I was hanging out living in California, and now here I am in Cincinnati, Ohio, <laughs> which I love very much, but y'all, I didn't have friends or family here. I wasn't trying to pursue that or, or make my life easier, and you all have your stories. One thing that I love about church, by the way, is that church is a gathering of people of all different ages. And that's important because we have a lot of people who are in the second half of their life. Hey, we even have a ministry for that, our second half ministry. You should check that out if you haven't been a part of it. And our, our second half of life people, sometimes you'll hear these things, and, and we want to acknowledge that I'm, I'm, you know, I'm on the, I'm on, 
I'm on the younger end of the church spectrum, right? And you might hear this and go, well, okay, he's talking about adventure. He's talking about the God driving him into the wilderness because of my belo his belovedness. And I want to say to you, there is never an age at which God will stop driving you out into the wilderness. There is never a period in your life when you are safe from God disturbing and transforming you. There is never a point at which you are done learning about your belovedness and what it can and will do to you. No matter where you are, no matter what life stage you are in, when you recognize your belovedness, that is the beginning of your story, not the end of it. Each one of us, when we experience restlessness, that is not something from which we need to hide. Our restlessness, our wondering, is the Holy Spirit prodding us on in our belovedness, saying, you are my beloved. With you, I am well pleased. Now what are you going to do with that? How will you, how will you respond to the understanding of your belovedness? Where will the Spirit take you into what wilderness, into what unknowing. I cannot answer that for each of us. I cannot even answer it fully for myself. But I can tell you that when we are driven into the wilderness, into mystery and confusion and unknowing, we are ministered to by angels. We are surrounded by God. We are nourished by love. We are cared for eternally and unendingly. And the wilderness into which we are driven is not a sign of a curse, but of God's presence and love in our lives. We are being transformed. We are being made to look more and more like the beloved daughters and sons of God. We will never be let go. In Jesus' name.